listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Fortunate enough to be joined by the patriarch of the current first family of Arizona football. I thought that was very good. Les Fafita, Les, how are you doing, my guy? I'm good. I'm good, Mike. I uh, I appreciate you having on having us on, and uh, you know, taking time the past six weeks to uh, harass me and uh, and try to get me on here, man. I appreciate you even wanting to speak with me, man. Uh, it means a lot to uh, to me and my family, um, and obviously what you've done for our son and. Uh, you know, the publications and uh, the articles and things you wrote on him, man. We're we're very appreciative. I appreciate that. And I can speak for all of Tucson when we say we appreciate you. But first, we got to talk. Talk a little bit about this journey for you and your wife first. Just about Noah. You know, Noah goes into the season as a backup. And now Noah is on all kinds of lists. In my opinion, he was the best freshman in college football this past year. You've been soaking this up, right? Like I've been telling you to. Um, yeah, well, you know, as a parent, it's, you know, you always want to see what's best, you know, what's best for your son. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, when they've grown up playing and you've got to watch them play, it's hard to watch them, you know, stand on the sideline, you know, as a father, but, you know, as a coach also, you know, I got it, you know, Jaden's a baller, Jaden's a guy, you know, he came in and changed the whole program, um, got them back on the, on the right. So, you know, like I couldn't gripe as a coach, you know, just as a father, um, you know, it's again, it's hard to, to sit there and watch your son um, stand on the sideline when you know he can help and you can contribute. But, you know, our, our we're believers and we know we always knew that his time would come. And, you know, my job as a father is just to keep him ready, keep him humble and just tell him that, hey, your worth is not defined in uh, and whether you're on the field or not. You know, your worth, you already know what you're worth. You know, you're here. You got to just prepare like you're a starter. And then when your time comes, make sure we don't look back. Tony Jones, my guy, already hopping in here. Les is my dude, great guy and father. Uh, I, lo I love Tony, man. That's my guy. We're going to get to a lot of the relationships with the players on the team because I think that's what makes it so uh, makes it so interesting. But I want to give a, just a little bit of background first. Just Noah growing up. You posted a video a while back of him going into the boxing ring. And um, this, to me, kind of encapsulates the heart that this young man shows. Uh, take us through this right here, Les. Well, yeah. So I, you know, um, one of my many um, entrepreneurships I, I, you know, I, I delved into was uh, was boxing. So, um, you know, we had a boxing gym. You know, we trained fighters, we trained athletes, uh, and Noah would come in after school. And you know, um, you know, this kid, uh, I think his name is Jacob, uh, was one of our 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 bigger kids. And um, you know, it got to the point where he was kind of beat, starting to beat up on our kids. He was starting to get, and this was only like. I think the kid had only been there for like six months, you know, and he wanted to start sparring. Um, so he was beating up a lot of our kids. And, um, you know, we were calling the, the the sparring sessions early within about a minute or two minutes into it. And, uh, you know, Noah came came one day after uh, after half day. I think it's half day because he's got mismatched socks on. Um, came on a Thursday and uh, I was like, Noah, just, you know, I mean, jump in there for us. And uh, my business partner at the time, Bobby, was like, yeah, just let Noah go in there, man. And if he starts getting beat up, we'll just uh, we'll take him out. And, uh, you know, Noah just, you know, like everything else, man, you know, if we tell him to, if we tell him to do something, um, you know, he's always willing and, you know, he'll go in there, and try his best. All right. Now, uh, uh, Joseph here in the comments said uh, T-Mac, I did notice this, said Jacob would get Noah in a rematch. Can you confirm, coach? Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, you know, Jacob was actually, he actually got better, a lot better. Um, he toned, he toned down, he took it serious and, uh, you know, weight's always going to be a, is a big difference. And that's why they have weight classes. Right. You know, I think if, uh, it's Joseph is his name. I think if Joseph really would, um, uh, started leaning on Noah, 
and and trying to push him, you know, push him around instead of throwing haymakers and things like that. I think he really would, uh, you know, did some damage. All right. All right. Now let's take it through. I get a lot of people that ask about, they just want to know about Noah growing up and uh, training him. And cause he's obviously, we have, we've had Greg Biggins on a number of times and Greg said, you know, I first heard about this kid when he was going into a, be a freshman in high school. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, I had multiple people that I trusted said, you just got to watch him, just watch him. And he said, came away saying, I'm going to have to keep a real eye on that kid. Um, and he said, cause you know, it's not like he's Peyton Manning out there and he's six foot five and all of that. He said, but I'm gonna have to keep a real eye on him. And he said, he just progressively got better and better and better. And he said, and this I thought was the coolest quote I've ever heard. He said, out of all my years of scouting, he says, I've scouted for everybody in California. As you know, he said, if I needed a touchdown drive, and I had one quarterback, I'm taking Noah Fafita and everybody else is a distant second. Just kind of talk a little bit about just Noah growing up and just kind of that special little it factor. Yeah, I don't shoot. You know, I, people always ask me, you know, when I was able to tell and if I was able to tell. And, you know, I mean, for me, I just it was always normal. You know, I just, um, you know, just I always expected him to be uh, to be good. And, you know, if, if he fell short of that, you know, I, I would try to coach him up and. Um, to what I wanted and my things were for me and him growing up is, you know, I would, I would rather my team do better do or win than him do good. So right. if, if we had to win at his expense, I was okay with that. But, you know, I think winning and, and him doing well went hand in hand for us. So, you know, I always had him play up, you know, Noah was always younger. Um, so when he was four, the way I got into coaching is they wouldn't let him play unless um, his cutoff, his birthday is July 28th. So he misses a cutoff by three days. Right. So they told me that, you know, in order for him to play, I had to coach. And so, you know, I didn't I didn't think I ever wanted to be a coach. So I coached. So naturally, he just always played up. Um, and we had nephews that, you know, were a year and two years older than him. So it always forced us to play two years above uh, whatever age Noah was. So, you know, I think that's where a lot of the knack and him wanting to develop. But he's always had it in him. He's always, you know, he pushed himself. He would walk himself to, to quarterback tra training behind his house, behind the house. He would, you know, and if it wasn't behind the house, he would be like, Dad, can you uh, can you take me to go train? Um, you know, there's games where, you know, he would get beat up in the game, get sacked. And, you know, the next day he'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm up for training. I, I want to go train. All right. Now talk a little bit about the uh, the relationship with all the Servite kids, because you got to remember here at Arizona, it this is something unique. I mean, you know, I go back to about 1992, but there's never been a group of players that have come in with this kind of hype that have, you know, progressed. And, you know, obviously people forget about Kean at this point. Kean's time's coming with Tanner McLaughlin moving on. So just talk a little bit about that, uh, that quartet between Noah, T-Mac, Jacob Manu, Kean Burnett, because it's something special that we don't see here in Tucson, Les. Yeah, it's been special at every level we've gone to. You know, it was special for us when we had them as eighth graders. You know, they were four of the driving forces of our national championship team. Um, you know, the unique the relationship for us is unique as even though they were in um in high school, we still would get them for seven on seven. So we would get them for Juice County seven on seven and we would travel the country and play in tournaments. And, you know, anywhere we went, you know, even Jacob on defense. It's hard for a defensive player to show up at a seven on seven event and people to recognize him. And even then, even at seven on seven events, we would walk off the field and people would be like, hey, that linebacker special, man. Or, right. you know, that tight end. And so I think their freshman year, we went to Pylon, um, big, huge seven on seven event their freshman year. And there was one hundred and thirty teams in it. And, you know, we went to the championship and, and we ended up losing in the championship um, to Kylie Ringo and their squad from um, from what Washington. has he done? <laughs> yeah. So, 
you know, these guys, whatever stage they've gone to, whatever we've uh, we've taken to um, taken them to, you know, they've been able to go out there and shine. And, you know, I think Servite had a huge uh, played a huge role in developing them. And then obviously uh, Jed and his group uh, and his group of coaches have taken them to the to the next stage. All right. Talk about the little bit of the uh, the connection that he and T-Mac have on the field, because obviously T-Mac is as good as it gets in college football. But when you watch him and Noah, it almost looks like they finish each other's thoughts. When you watch their podcast, it, you can just tell there is a unique bond. Just talk a little bit about that between the two. Well, yeah. Yeah. T-Mac, T-Mac's special. You know, he's special in the sense that, he, you know, he can run, he can jump, he's smart. Um, high IQ, you know, I, I have a joke with them uh, where I tell, you know, I tell them that I could probably go play quarterback and throw it up to T-Mac. But yeah, I think it's just them being around each other for so long. Um, you know, I was listening to one of their podcasts the other day and they, you know, they, they said that they were playing Madden um, together and T-Mac would be the quarterback and Noah would be the receiver and he would run the routes and tell T-Mac, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, and sometimes, sometimes they just would have to improvise and, you know, it looks like that's what they're doing out there. But you know, Noah was supposed to fly back this past weekend um, to Tucson uh, to report back, and and T Mac was driving, and Noah was like, "All right, you know, I'm not I'm not flying anymore, Dad. I'm gonna just drive with T Mac in the morning, um, so we could just hang out in the car. I haven't seen him uh, the past week, so right. You know, that's the kind of relationship that these guys have. You know, uh, you know, he was even saying that this is the longest that he's gone without talking to T Mac since they came home from the bowl week. Right. You know, T Mac went to Hawaii for a while, and uh, so you know, everything off the field is. Um, kind of what you know, what, what you see on the field for them. All right, now Jacob Manu. Now again, he, a lot of people thought and it was funny. Biggins told us this as well. A lot of people thought, oh, well, that's just a throw in whatever. Biggins said, no, I'm telling you, this dude can play. When we had him on, he said, now I didn't think he would be this quick. I didn't think he would be emerging All American status as a sophomore. But talk to the people a little bit about Jacob Manu and him and all of this. Yeah, Jacob is, uh, you know, even when we were trying to, you know, get people to recruit him, like there's a lot of coaches that we talked to across the country that we told them what we've seen in him. You know, he's you see it on the field. He's always been like that. He's wherever the ball is at, he's going to be. He's the right. smartest guy on the field. He's physical. You know, I mean, what he lacks in um, in, in, in his height and, and size, you know, he makes up for it in his IQ. But, you know, he's he's a grinder. He's a dog. Um, and then you see when he plays out there, he's a uh, he's a trash talker. So he gets in people's head and you can see him, uh, you know, every time when he's making a sack or, or hitting the quarterback, he's getting up. And, and, you know, if you know, Jacob, you know, he's uh, he's mumbling something to them under his breath. And, uh, you know, he's always getting in these guys heads and, uh, you know, and, and, and trying to get them out of their out of their game. All right. But now- he's special. All right. Now the, uh, all right. So Noah, let's talk a little bit now. Let's move into the recruiting aspect. So then Noah, Noah is obviously at Servite. He's putting up huge numbers and whatnot. Talk a little bit about the recruiting and then we'll kind of get to this guy, Jed Fish, that you might know a little bit about. Just kind of talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So, you know, going through it as a, as a first time parent, you know, I tell all these parents now that, you know, there's, there's times because Noah won state player of the year as a sophomore, um, he got some reps early on as a freshman and, uh, you know, I felt like his recruiting should have, uh, should have taken off a little bit more than it did, uh, his sophomore year. Um, but I get it, you know what I mean? Like even now as a coach, I, uh, you know, I still tend to look at these taller players, you know, with a little more, uh, reserve than I do these, uh, these smaller guys. So I get the eye test, but, you know, as a parent, again, it, it was hard to, you know, for not to. Because you know, your, recruited. you know what your kid can do, and it's just about getting him to that point. 
Yeah, it's just about getting him, you know, an opportunity, you know, and that's all we really want is getting an opportunity. And the and the tough thing for us is like as a parent is, you know, seeing your it, it start to affect your kids. And, um, you know, it didn't affect him. And he said it didn't. But I know sometimes that, you know, it'd be tough to see other quarterbacks that, you know, um, that you're better than, you know, get offers and things like that. But, you know, just like the whole getting on the field thing is just, hey, you know, your time's going to come, you know, and when it does, you know, we'll be thankful for it. And uh, and we'll make sure that you prove everybody wrong. You know, it's similar to, you know, one of his favorite athletes is uh, Lamar Jackson. And for him to have to have to sit in the uh, in the green room before getting uh, getting drafted his year. You know, his thing was, was you know, I'm going to make sure everybody pays and uh, make sure that everybody passed on me, um, knows that they, they made a mistake. And so, you know, that's, that's part of the process of being a father is just, you know, trying to keep these kids grounded and uh, make sure that uh, my resentment or my thoughts don't don't uh, don't fall onto him. All right. Now, all right, Jed. So Jed Fish comes around then. Can keep in mind, too, I was, when Jed Fish was hired, there was a lot of question marks. Nobody really knew what to make of it. Kind of had been from, you know, place to place or whatever. And he came in here and he said, we're going to do things the right way. We're going to recruit well and we are going to build this thing from the ground up. Talk about when Jed Fish entered the Fafita family's equation. Well, we were actually so that was during COVID and we were actually driving to a game um, to go play out in Arizona. And, uh, you know, no, I didn't even find out till after the game. You know, we got to the game and then I think he told his mom that he got offered. But we had already had Cal before that. The thing that set Jed and them aside was um, their diligence and, you know, them staying on top of it. So, you know, we were we were humbled that, you know, they 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 offered Noah. Um, but after, you know, me talking to them, knowing that Noah was their first offer and then just, you know, the efforts and the lengths that they went to to, to, to call and, and text and check in on us, even to the point where he he signed, you know, there'll be times where my wife would be on the phone and, and Jed and them would call. And I'd, and I'd be like, guys, you know, we're locked in. You don't even have to recruit us anymore. We're coming. Um, but I think that's that's what made Jed and them different is is, is the fact that. You know, you could tell that he really cared and you could tell that Noah and the boys were his guys um, and he and this is who he was going to change the program with. So, you know, those are what really got, got us and, and had us fall in love with Jen and his group. We had Chester on one time and he said, um, you know, the thing that was weird about him is I thought after Kean committed, I was like, all right, well, we're probably not going to hear from you anymore or something until signing day. And he said. We heard from him more after that. They're sending, you know, uh, birthday cards to my wife. They're sending. He said it was remarkable. Yeah, that's the, all that. And that that goes into the lengths that they would go to is, um, yeah, they were sending cards, Mother Day, Mother's Day, um, our son, our youngest son, Dash's birthday. We were seeing stuff. Um, so, yeah, just the creativity that they have. But, you know, I mean, really, that's that's what makes relationships. Right. So they were you could tell that they were really invested in, in actually building a relationship with us, with our son. Um, and I mean, to this day, nothing has changed. Right. Now, let's talk a little bit about the 2022 class, because I believe that's going to go down as the best class in uh, school history. Now, let's just it's and it's not just about the Servite Four, obviously, the Servite Four. It sounds like a political group. Uh, we got the Servite Four coming in here, but all kinds of different dudes. Then this uh, staff's ability to be able to scout, whether it was with Noah, whether it was Jacob Manu, I think is next level. You look at a, a Tai Tai Uyagalele who was, you know, kind of in that same rating boat. You look at a Wendell Moy. And these are guys that went to big-time schools that were kind of fell under the radar a little bit. And then you obviously you got your Jonah Coleman's, you got your Speedy Luke's, you got, you know, players like that, your Pro Ephesians Price Sox, who I know you're familiar with. But uh, it's just a the, this staff's ability to be able to scout is next level. 
yeah, even Big Jonah, you know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a, he's yeah, a huge he one. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, I mean, that's part of it is, is being able to uh, to ID talent. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the biggest thing for them is to be able to develop it. You know, you've seen it and, you know, they're only going to get better. A lot of these kids, they still have uh, high ceilings and that they haven't even um, gotten close to. So, you know, they've done a great job of identifying talent and then developing it. Um, on the field. And, you know, I think the big thing with this class too, is they really do love each other. You know, right. you hear, you know, Michigan and, and, and a lot of these teams that are winning and they talk about, you know, camaraderie and love, um, but you can see it on the field with Arizona. You can see how they play. Um, you know, it's, and it's not just offense. It's when, you know, offense is, can't move the ball. Defense is making plays, six turnovers. Uh, we need a stop here. So, you know, that whole seven game win streak, you know, it wasn't just, offense uh you know doing their job it was pretty much the whole team special teams you need a block field goal or or what have you a return punt get you in field goal or get you in um good starting position so you know everybody was just doing their job and you know i think that comes from the love that they have for each other Les, have you ever been to circle k yes i have all right, here's the deal with Circle K. Right now, new free membership program. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Again, join Circle K for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Maybe you'll see Les Fafita in there as well. I'm just saying, just saying, maybe you'll see him in there. Um, also, what I found interesting, too, you mentioned Big Jonah and you mentioned some of the other players. Let's talk about the Bishop Alamany kids as well. I mean, those are three guys that are also from that class as well. You guys are everywhere, and they all ended up in Arizona. Yeah, well, you know, again, that's the, the you know, Jed and um, BC and, and Coach Doherty and KC and all these guys, you know, they do a good job recruiting California. Um, and, you know, I mean, they recruit you. And, and even when you uh, when you sign or even when you don't sign, even if you're committed somewhere else like TMAC was, you know, he, he talked about the biggest thing that got him to flip is when it came time to flip, Arizona was the only one that stayed in contact with them. Right. You know, that whole relationship of staying there. So, you know, these guys do a great job. They they, they know what's important. You know, they know how to build relationships and, uh, you know, it's paying off for them. All right. Now, the USC game. Were you at the USC game? I, I was at the USC game. I, I probably had the worst seat in the house. I was right next to the scoreboard at the top. Um, we had a lot of family that came to that one. So uh, I got bumped in the most important group. So I had to go up to the top with uh, all my Buckeye kids and families. So we actually had gotten like 200 extra tickets for, for my Buckeye group. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of family aunts and uncles that actually showed up to the game. So one of my tickets got given away and uh, I had to go sit up top. All right. Now take us through your mind when your son is out playing the projected number one pick in the draft. I know SC got the win, but we all have eyes. We all saw what we saw out there. Noah Fafita, that was, I think, the first game where the nation was like, not just regionally, but the nation was like, whoa, take us through that. Is, is that your internet or mine? What's that? Oh, well. I, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a quarterback's father, you know what I mean? And, you know, I I was just excited for the game. You know, I was excited every time Noah went on, but I was nervous the whole game. I was nervous when defense went out there, you know what I mean, for Jacob and them. I was nervous um, for Noah, obviously, when Noah was out there. But, you know, I, I it's kind of hard for me to separate, you know, the father and, and the coach um, aspect. So when I watch a game, I still, you know, I, I want my son to do well, you know, because I know him doing well is, is just detriment to the to the team doing well. But, 
you know, at the end of the day, I just want to win. You know, a win for me is better. You know, I mean, like I said, and I want my son the ball. I want, you know, don't get me wrong. I want him to do his thing, but I know him doing his thing will is is will go hand in hand with the team winning. So, I was more excited for the game, you know, and how the whole game went, you know, and 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 I'm glad, you know, I thank God that um, he got to do it in front of his all his friends and family that were at the game and and doing it here um, in California, in Los Angeles, uh, with the, playing against a team that that he grew up watching. Um, you know, it was was great, but you know, I think if we would have got a win, it would have been a lot better for me. Did, did Noah have a dream school? Did you have a dream school? Um, no, I had a yeah. I wanted him to go to Harvard or or, or Vanderbilt. Or right. I wanted him to go to Ivy League school. Is what I really wanted for him. Wait a second, um, you yeah, wanted him to go to the SEC if you said Vanderbilt? Yeah, well, I, I want him to go to academic. You know, I mean, an academic school. Um, you know, we went and worked out for Vanderbilt, Northwestern. Um, and you know, he didn't, he didn't end up getting offered from there, but, um, we, uh, his dream school growing up was, was the university of Utah. Um, and that's because my brother, uh, Steve played there. And then, uh, my sister's husband, Kelly, uh, who's really, who he's really close with, they both were at that school and, uh, you know, they were playing when, when he was born. So, you know, I started talking, taking him to those games when he was one, um, and getting to watch them play. All right. Now, so then this, let's talk this winning streak now. Arizona is on a seven-game winning streak. I don't know if you know Les, but that's the longest winning streak in the or second longest winning streak in second. the entire country. Um, and you know what's weird about this winning streak? There were blowouts mixed in. There were games when they came from behind. But that Oklahoma game was really the one where uh, Greg Biggins' mind or uh, thoughts kind of came back to me, where he said, "If it's close, you want that dude with the ball." Les. Yeah, that's probably the best. I tell people that's probably the greatest game that I've ever watched because it went from, you know, in our head, you know, while we we're watching it, we we're like, oh, my gosh, we're about to blow these guys out. And then it got to a point where, oh, God, please, we're about to get blown out. And then uh, all of a sudden it, things just changed. And uh, and then we ended up winning, you know, in dramatic fashion. And uh, like I said, man, this team is, uh, you know, it's everything was clicking. Special teams, you know, I mean, defense obviously balled. And then, uh, you know, thank God knowing the offense got going at the end uh, and we're able to to bring us home with cowing um, and, and, and that special group that they have. All right. Now, let me. I was actually at the game and I was thinking to myself, you know what, Bless, I wanted to bet on the BetMGM Sportsbook. So this is called a read. Sign up for BetMGM right now. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook mobile uh, wager of at least $5. You will receive 158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, now, so that's BetMGM Sportsbook app. Now, Wes, 2024 is going to be a little bit different for Arizona. Going off to the Big 12, going to be a lot of uh, run and shoot, a lot of, uh, going to be a lot of traveling there. What were your thoughts just overall of kind of the dissolution of the pack? Utah's coming with us, so there is that. But um, what, just kind of your thoughts on that and then moving on to the Big 12. Well, it's sad in the sense that, you know, the Big 12 or the, the Pac-12 had its best year. And, uh, you know, and, and now there's there's no more. Pac-12, you know, it's sad in that sense, but, you know, I'm excited for the Big 12. I'm excited that, you know, these guys get to, you know, me possibly play um, 
primetime games, you know, and for the rest of the country to be able to get to see them. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot more visibility for them, you know, which will bring obviously a lot more recognition for the University of Arizona um, and obviously and, and the players, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm excited to go to the Big 12. I'm excited um, to be, possibly be on, you know, daytime TV as, as opposed to uh, 1130 at night, uh, you know, on the East Coast. So, you know, I'm excited for these guys to be able to get to show the, the rest of the world what Arizona and California already know. Right now, um, moving on, moving on then a little bit, we've had some questions and what's your favorite golf course in Tucson, Les? Are you a golfer? Are you a good golfer? And if you're good, don't say you aren't good. No, I'm horrible. Horrible. I, well, I started, I'm so bad that I started taking lessons because it was, uh, it was frustrating me um, how bad I, I've become, but you know, uh, my favorite golf course there is uh, we've been golfing at the gallery, but you know, I, I like, uh, La Paloma, you know, is, is, is a great course. And then obviously Star Pass, you know, Star Pass has been our home course when uh, since we got there. Uh, we always go to Star Pass and, and golf over there. Right. OK, now uh, going at looking at the 2024 roster, return almost everybody. Let's talk a little bit about these receivers, though, because you have a little bit of a, you got a lot of history with some of these guys. A lot of people ask me about a Kevin Green, a Malachi Riley and A.J. Jones. That's for you, Tony Jones. What kind of players are those out there for uh, less? Yeah, those guys. Well, now they're going to be even better. You know, what I mean, they've they've gotten um, they've had to sit um, for a year in their redshirt freshman year, but now you know, what I mean, they got some. Got, we're able to get their feet wet. Um, you know, their their redshirt freshman year, and you know, they're just going to be bigger. They're going to be stronger. Um, they're going to be faster, and that's always the deadliest combination. So I'm excited for AJ. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Malachi, and for and for Kevin for KG. Um, you know, we try to get him at Servite. Uh, their senior year, but Servite doesn't take uh, senior transfers. So, you know, I think that if they would have had him at Servite, um, they might they might have been able to uh, to win uh, the championship their senior year. But you know, everything works for works out for the for a reason. And uh, now he's in Tucson with the boys. So, I got a I got a little bit of a beef to pick with you, Les. How did you not let Mason Graham go, go to Michigan and not Arizona? No, that wasn't us. So Mason was kind of in the same boat that Jacob was in. You know, we had vouched to him. We we had vouched to everybody that would listen about Mason, about Jacob. You know, they listened to us on Jacob. But Mason, so Mason's sister went to Arizona. She just graduated. Hmm. So he wanted to go to Arizona. And, wow. you know, I mean, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, as long as, as long as it's worked out for Mason, you know, that's all, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Well, you certainly saw his name a lot. Certainly saw his name a lot in the national championship game. Yeah, yeah, he's special. That's a season special talent. All right, now, Kean, um, I want to, again, Kean's the kind of guy, he's been waiting his turn a little bit. Obviously, Kean transferred over to be with you guys at Servite. But I always tell people this, you know, when Kean, he didn't really necessarily have a position coach in high school, still trying to figure out the tight end. You watch him physically, he's a monster. What do you, what, what does Kean bring to the table next year, Les? Well, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I think he can pick up a lot of that, um, that slack that, that they're losing from Tanner. Um, you know, he's a big body. He can block. He's smart and he's got great hands. You know I mean? He runs great routes. Um, he has deceptive speed. So, you know, I think next year is going to be really, a, um, a coming out party for, for Kian. And, and, you know, I'm excited to watch him play, you know, every game, you know, I've seen him go in, um, I've seen him getting better and better, but, you know, Kian is going to be an NFL guy. He's going to be, you know, he's got these prototypical body. He's going to go to the league. But, you know, we live in a world right now where everybody wants everything, um, 
you know, instantly. And, you know, I think uh, some of my talks I had with him is the same talks that I have with Noah is like, you know, your time's coming, you know, and when it does, you know, we're not going to look back and it's going to just you know, be like you've always been here. How do you deal with uh, uh, have have schools approach? I know schools approach TMAC. Schools approached you about uh, about Noah. Especially this is a different day and age, obviously. Yeah, we started feeling call fielding calls for uh, for Noah, and you know, I mean, like everybody knows that they they go together. So you know, they were reaching out to us about Noah, and then TMAC. Um, you know, since the USC game, and before, um, you know, but. I, you know, I tell people that, you know, Jed, like like I said about Jed and, and, and them, you know, they've never changed who they were. You know, I mean, even when Noah wasn't playing, he was part of the leadership committee. Um, they were, you know, he was probably one of the highest back paid backups, you know, in the history of in college football, you know, back uh, his freshman year. So, you know, they they've loved him from the beginning. And that goes a long way. That goes a long ways with us as a family. You know, they never changed who uh, how they acted to um, towards him. You know whether he was on the field and and not. You know Amber, you know loves that kid. Uh, right. You know she still she cooked for him even when I was like, dude, this dude's a backup and uh, he's not even doing anything. You made him cookies for the plane and you know she's like yeah. So, um, you know Amber's got a she's a she's a big piece of that uh, with that pie and and, and uh, building the the camaraderie and the culture over there at Arizona. All right, what's what's Noah's relationship like with TO's head strength and conditioning coach? You know what looks a lot different now than when he walked in. Yeah, he's walking around. I think like 192. Um, he loves that whole staff. Right. You know, he loves To. Um, and then I think he has. I forgot the name of his coach um, that that he works out exclusively with the trains that has the quarterbacks. Um, but you know, he 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 lives and dies by whatever those guys say and whatever they tell him. Uh, they tell him to do, and you can see it. You can see it in his body, and you can see it. Um, you know, how he's been able to hold up over the past, uh, you know, eight games that, that he's been able to play. All right. Now, um, I want to get to a little before we sign off. I want to get to the family a little bit. We got we got to give some shout outs to the wife, obviously, because that's, uh, you know, obviously some pretty cool stuff there. But first, Illegal Pete's all or excuse me, a game time. Let's say that you're not like Les Fafita and you don't know everybody in California and you're like, all right, I can't get to this game in time. Game time has you covered. Check it out again. Snag a tickets with uh, without the stress. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase again redeem code phnx download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed all right let's talk about the misses a little bit because she's obviously i've seen her at practice or i've seen her at spring practice um obviously a uh a huge part of what goes on just talk a little bit about her and you just kind of the role that uh, spam and eggs has in all of this yeah well she, you know um behind every great coach or great man you know there's a there's a woman um behind them rolling their eyes or you know <laughs> or uh you know she's she's the one that really you know i mean makes the home what it is you know they bring all that value of love and uh you know when we're young um when the boys were young she'd always want to take trips family trips and take pictures and you know we not, all three of us like we'd never want to take pictures we'd never want to do any of that but now looking back on it it's you know it's it's probably like some of the greatest times that we had in our lives and uh you know i'm thankful for it i'm thankful for her uh, and she's still to this day like she talks to noah every other day she orders his groceries uh, to be delivered to his house she uh pays his car payment pays his free utilities um and does all that stuff so you know the women is always what uh what makes the home special and uh you know brings that e extra touch and uh and love to the house 
I think something that's amazing, that's really remarkable about watching Noah, just you know, from a media perspective, is he doesn't. Look, a lot of kids, when they're really thrust into the spotlight immediately, they look like they're, you know, and and it's natural. They're kind of overwhelmed by the moment because, again, you go from being a high school star to being a college football star. It seems like Noah's been prepared for this moment for quite a while, and just and maybe it's just sub- subliminally. But either way, I think your guy's influence has certainly played off there because he doesn't look like he's rattled by anything, which is pretty unique in this day and age. Well, Servite, Servite played a big role in that also. You know, um, their, uh, their president at the time, Mike Brennan, who's now the uh, – well, he was the principal at Servite. He's the president now at Modern Day High School. Um, but he played a big role in their development also. He wanted them to be able to, to um, articulate their thoughts, and he put them in public speaking classes, and he put them in leadership roles at the school. So – you know, he's out, he's had a plan for them. And, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, you know, all the Trinity schools, but, you know, modern day um, Servite, you know, they've done, uh, they played a huge role in, our, in, in my son's, uh, their lives. I don't think a lot of people realize too, when you're going against, when you're going against modern day, when you're going against Bosco, I mean, that is the best high school football league. And I mean, this isn't, you know, with all due respect, it's not like going against flowing wells and Amphi here in Tucson. I mean, you are going against division one players game after game after game. It's, you kind of see it all. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's thrown to the fire. Um, he's seeing like David Bailey is one of our kids, but he's at Stanford. He was a freshman All-American. Um, you're playing against guys like that. Mace Funa is at Oregon. Um, so, you know, every week you see, you know, like you said, Division One talent. It's in your face. Um, so, you know, you got to find windows to be able to throw the ball. You got to scheme. You know, there's the nerves that go into it. So, you know, like I said, we're believers, and you know, I felt like God has prepared him for this stage all along, and uh, it, all of them, and He's known what it's going to take for them to su- be successful, and you know, thank all God. Right. All right, now one last one last thing before we sign off. But first, Legal Pete's also Legal Pete's. I'm telling you, when you come here, you got to get some food at Legal Pete's. Less ring in the new year with Legal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday blues with three dollar margaritas all day long, or ease your way back into the week with two dollar taco Tuesdays. Do you work in healthcare or education? Take your team to uh, lunch at Legal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at the happy hour, three p.m. to eight p.m. every day. Legal Pete's your go-to spot for buddies, burritos, and beer. All right, let. You're, this family, you guys are a special group of people. Seriously, um, I've been doing this a long time, um, and generally, you know, and when you know a family, you know, when players come in, they'll be like, "Well, why isn't my kid playing?" Or you know, he did this, he could have done this. There's none of that. You, it's been the most supportive. It, it, like I said, I'm almost at a loss for words just to kind of describe everything, how unique you guys are. Because, listen, you knew what Noah could do, like you talked about. But there was also take waiting your turn. Like you said, Jaden was very supportive throughout. But when Noah got that opportunity, he struck. And I got to say this, for this 2022 class and for a lot of these parents, it's a Arizona football is a family. It's not disjointed. It's not everybody working in their own direction. And it's just something that we haven't really seen in these parts. And I got to tip my cap to you, my rather large cap, because you guys are kind of at the center of it, my man. Well, I wouldn't say that. I think there's a lot of people um, that play a lot of different roles. It's just for us, you know, I come from a big family and, and, and our family is, you know, it's everybody's got to succeed for us as a family to be successful. So, you know, we cheer for everybody as hard as we cheer for Noah. Um, even the kids that didn't come from Servite, you know, what I mean, like, even the kids that um, were already at, at uh, Arizona when we got there. So, you know, I've always told the kids that, um, 
you know, I'd rather have the team shine. You get more lot, you get a lot more eyes on you when the team as a whole is shining as opposed to just one or two players. Right. So, you know, with, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Arizona, like no one team Mac would not have eyes on them if Arizona wasn't a very good football team. Right. So because the football team is doing great, you know, everybody, there's more eyeballs on the, on the group and, you know, there's more publicity, there's more media. So they got to, you know, they got to do operate as a group to want to have, you know, a success. And, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for overall success of Arizona as a football team, as a community and uh, as, as a school. Well, we get multiple years from the Fafitas, which means a couple more interviews in the future. Les, you're the man. I really appreciate you, buddy. Mike, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. All right. That is Les Fafita. And thanks again. Everybody will be back on the post game tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.